Welcome, folks, to our first new episode of not only a new year, but a new decade. It's 2020, and Andy already wants to kill me with <laughs> the movie we're <Yay>! watching. <laughs> Hi, folks. Welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs. Hey, Andy. Hi. How are you? You made me watch a trailer for a thing. <laughs> Well, before we start, how was your New Year's? You know, it's great. It was great. It was great. I saw Star Wars. Uh, we'll be talking about it uh, probably within about three years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Knives Out's getting a sequel, so that's good. Yes. Um, uh, so, you know, just normal being me, mm-hmm. just hanging out, watching horrible, shitty movies so that Roy can <laughs> make me record about them. <laughs> Speaking of shitty movies, I've got so I got an update for you on cats. Oh, do you? Yes. Cats I found out that uh, the Alamo Draft House down in Austin has had sold out rowdy screenings for cats, where they allowed the people to shout stuff and throw stuff at the screen. Really? Yes. So yes, indeed, we are witnessing the birth of the new Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, this, this apparently is huge at both the downtown and the south and the South Lamar locations in Austin, Texas. So it's only a matter of time before it starts spreading across the United States like feline AIDS. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> like cat HPV. Yes. Maybe that's why Idris Elba's face is melting in the movie. He's got a feline HPV. That's just a direct reflection of life for him at this point. <laughs> that poor guy. I hope his career survives cats. I really do. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, now, speaking of things that are terrible with an all-star cast... That that's our movie for this episode. Yay! <laughs> a nice little movie from 1968 called Skidoo, and it's not about the things that you will drive around in the snow in or or, or anything. Um, Skidoo. There's really no meaning behind the word Skidoo. Well, here's the thing. I watched the trailer, so shut up. <laughs> um. <laughs> I know that the trailer, and I don't know, does he appear in the movie, or is Timothy Leary just, did they hire him for the trailer? Oh, they just hired him for the trailer. That's insane. Well, here's, that's, the, re- that's here's, insane. here's the reason why they hired him just for the trailer, and the reason being is, is because the movie deals heavily with LSD. Of course. But he's not in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, he's not in the movie, however, here who here is who is in Skidoo. It is, All right. It is a shopping list, folks. I already told you my theory. So, <laughs> so our, our, our three main stars are Jackie Gleason, who plays former gangster Tony Banks, Carol Channing, who plays his wife, Flo, and Frankie Avalon, who plays Angie, the guy who replaced Jackie Gleason. Uh, film also stars Michael Constantine as a character named Lee. Again, yes, it's our second Michael. Con- it's our second Constantine in as many shows. Yes, plays a character named Leech. 
Uh, Frank Gorshin plays a character called The Man. Uh, John Philip Law plays a hippie named Stash. Sure. Uh, Peter Lawford plays the senator. We don't know what state. We just know he's the senator. Burgess Meredith as the prison warden. George Raft as Skipper. Cesar Romero as Hetchy. Mickey Rooney as Blue Chips Packard. Arnold Stang as Harry. Richard Keel as Beanie. And Groucho Marx as God. Yeah. <laughs> I already told you what I think. They just went to the, the set of one of the episodes of the 66 Batman TV series and got everybody high as balls and then just filmed it. And then this is what it is. <laughs> Um, but that, Mr. Freeze. <laughs> no, you're. But that's not all that's in this movie. Uh, making his acting debut in this movie is Austin Pendleton, um, who went on to star in movies such as the the Muppet movie. Um, he What's he he what's up, Doc? Uh, he's went on to do a lot of stuff. A lot of people that who, that are probably over the age of forty will really remember him as being Max from the Muppet movie. Uh, but yeah, he was also in uh, What's Up Doc, he was on a couple of episodes of Miami Vice, he was in Short Circuit, uh, he was on The Equalizer on television, uh, so he's done a lot of television. Did he play movies. Short Circuit? No, he didn't play Short Circuit, he played one of the scientists who um, helped create it. Oh, so he's is he Steve Gutenberg? No, he worked with Steve Gutenberg in the movie. So he's the Indian guy? Yeah. Okay, thank no, you. No, he's not the Indian guy. No, that's Fisher Stevens. So he's Steve Gutenberg. You're making me watch this movie. <laughs> um, also in this movie, uh, in a brief cameo, a very brief cameo, and a very interesting way they do the cameo for him, is Kurt Douglas. It's a blink and miss it cameo. Um... Also starring in the movie as the football team, the Orange County Ramblers, is your 1968 Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> so, um, what questions? So do, you. What, what questions do you have about this movie? How? How? I I implore everyone now. To go, when we break, watch the trailer, which I hope we'll have the audio. Oh, on. yeah, we're definitely having the audio for the trailer on this one. How did this get created and made? Like, why? And I saw that the writer, who was the writer for this? Somebody with the last name of Cannon, which makes me wonder. Well, here's the thing. The script was written by a man by the name of Doran William Cannon. Yeah. However... The ghost writer on the script, the uncredited ghost writer... Solomon Rushdie. No. No. Rob Reiner. Of course it was. <laughs> Jesus. Um, this, the man who wrote this went on to also uh, write Brewster McCloud. Um, he also wrote Brave New World and was a writer on Knott's Landing. 
<sighs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Any more questions? <laughs> I mean, again, I ask again. How how did they make this? Why did why does this exist? Like who was it? Just a counterculture like version of it's a mad 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 world. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, Austin Pendleton, not Austin Pendleton, but Otto, director Otto Preminger uh, wanted to kind of make a film kind of like that, but not only dipping into uh, hippie exploitation but also to kind of make fun of the gangster movies of the 30s and the 40s. Um, so he decided that the, the two of those things go together perfectly. So we've got the man who directed movies like Harmon Jones, Stalag 17, Laura, and Anatomy of a Murder direct, <laughs> directing, yeah. directing this hippie exploitation, LSD exploitation, parody of crime dramas from the 30s and the 40s but that yeah that's what i'm saying like looking at the you know looking at the the trailer watching the trailer it's just insane yeah it's just smash cut of just so much insanity that i don't even know where to begin <laughs> with the, like i don't know what is what is that's my question. What is? Well, I, I, the, the film, <laughs> I can just hear your response to this now. The film won't answer that. Yeah. Damn it. The, the film right. won't answer that. The film was also a notorious bomb, uh, not only in, with the critics, but in the box office. Um, it has reached an appreciation from film critics, believe it or not, uh, for what it is. And I guess maybe because they're just trying to uh, appease the ghost of Otto Preminger or something. I don't know. Groucho Marx and Otto Preminger. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but it's also developed. It is. Ha it has developed a huge cult following because of what it is and who stars in it. Um, yeah, this film is is an odd one. It really is. But it's one of those movies that you have to see to believe. And it's one of those movies where you literally have to watch it all the way through the closing credits because the closing credits are even what the fuck. Okay. Um, now, just a little thing to – just a few things to know before we get into this film. All right. One, at one point during the production of this film, everybody, including Otto Preminger – experimented with LSD in order to prepare for this film. And in some cases, some of the people were on LSD during their scenes. I was going to say, quote-unquote, experimented. Um, <laughs> not high the entire filming of the, of the movie or anything at all. That would never happen, right? <laughs> um, sure. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, this was Groucho Marx's last film and um groucho marx was actually browbeaten by otto preminger to put the old grease paint mustache getup on his face uh, for no reason whatsoever uh, it has nothing to do with the plot and the, re the and the only reason why otto preminger had him do it was because he was afraid that nobody would recognize that it's groucho marx right um 
And it got to the point on the set where Jackie Gleason threatened to put Otto Preminger in the hospital if he wouldn't leave Groucho Marx alone. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Wow. Quite the backstories uh, here with this one. Um, you'll see little snippets from other Otto Preminger movies throughout this movie because why not? And um, wait, he splices in other movies of his into the movie that he's making. Yes. Oh my lord! All right. Um, and the the role of the daughter, uh, who's, who's Jackie Gleason's daughter. I mean, Jackie Gleason's character is having a massive existential crisis in this movie. Um, no, that's just the movie. <laughs> uh, he's being pulled. His character is being pulled out of retirement to do a job he doesn't want to really want to do. At the same time, his daughter is dating a hippie, and he's also questioning whether or not he's the actual father of the daughter. Um, the daughter is played by a relative unknown in this film. Okay. Um, um, however. It was originally going to be played by Faye Dunaway. However, Faye Dunaway, after breaking out with the success of Bonnie and Clyde, basically told Otto Preminger, bye. Okay. Otto Preminger successfully sued her for breach of contract. Really? Yes. <laughs> Um, so how bad does this film have to be for Faye Dunaway to say no? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a valid. That's a valid point. All right, that's that's valid. <laughs> um. Also, um, another thing that you people need to know about this movie is you're going to be seeing more of Carol Channing than you've ever wanted to in this your entire me. life. This is this horrifies me. Now the good Just news. So you know. The good news is, in the scene I'm talking about, she's wearing underwear. I mean, I guess that's good news. The bad news is... She's if, only wearing underwear. And it's sheer. Oh. Now, I don't know how it's going to look on the version that's on um, YouTube. But I know that with uh, the version that I have... Of course I own this on Blu-ray. Oh, well, sure. <laughs> They kind of try what they can to airbrush the areolas out of uh, the close-ups when Carol Channing is being shown from bra up. Um, still, it's a side of Carol Channing I don't think a lot of people ever wanted to see in their entire life. Um, especially since coming before that is her seducing Frankie Avalon. I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> So, so do, do you have any expectations going into this one? God damn it. No. I mean, I would like to. I would like to be like, oh, this movie is going to be great. Like, or, or this movie is going to be bad. But as I've proven time and time and again, you know, I don't, I don't know what to expect here. I, I, I honestly expect an episode of the Batman TV show just <laughs> tripping balls. That's what's in my head right now. <laughs> I, I I will say one little piece of advice that I, I do give you before we run off to watch this movie is really pay attention to Burgess Meredith in this movie 
um, especially when he starts tripping in the film, just watch everything he does, and it will make you question Birch's Meredith's sexuality. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> that's all that's all I'll say about that sequence. All right. <laughs> um, for those who want to actually watch this movie, it is available in its entirety up on YouTube. I just looked it up. It is the same print that I own, so it is the Olive Pictures restoration of this film. Um, so that means if you're afraid of seeing the areolas of uh Carol Channing, you won't see them too, too much. But still, warning, you, you see her in her panties and bra. So, Listen, if I'm watching this movie, so is everybody else. So cue it up, bitches! <laughs> All right, folks, here we go. We're about ready to dive into Skidoo. Funny movie the other night. It is the gassiest, grooviest, swingingest, trippiest movie you've ever seen. It's Otto Preminger's psychedelic trip, The Living End. It's a movie that uh, kids will like. A while laughing, they turn on the older generation, get them high. Can you imagine Nacho Marx being God? Skidoo, skidoo, the only thing that matters is with who you do. Skidoo, skidoo, the only thing that matters is with who. Skidoo, I doodly do. I do believe it really is the thing to do. Skidoo, skidoo. Between the one and three, there is a two. I think this movie is going to turn on the country. Jackie Gleason was Tony Banks, Carol Channing flow. It's uh, not odorless, colorless, and tasteless. As a matter of fact, it's Technicolor. Frankie Avalon and G. Fred Clark, a tower guard. I laugh my head off. So if you see a man walking around without his head, that's me. Michael Constantine Leach, Frank Caution, the man. The wildest trip anybody can ever take. John Philip Law Stash, Peter Lawford, the senator. Peter Lawford? A real swinger. Burgess Meredith, the warden. Far out. George Raff, the skipper. Cesar Romero was head chief. Every young person in the country should turn on mom and dad by taking to this movie. Mickey Rooney, Blue Chips Packard. It's a gas. Groucho Marx played God in the Otto Preminger films. Could do 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 do. Oh, and please keep off the grass. And introducing uh, Austin Pendleton as Fred, Alexandra Hay as Darlene, and Luna as God's mistress. Well, you know what I mean. Uh, anybody that don't like that, Daddy, don't like chicken on Sunday. It'll make you love better. It'll make you feel better. And it's even legal. Man wasn't meant to, to fly. He wasn't meant to go up in the sky. Man wasn't meant for such things. If God wanted man to fly, we have wings. Skidoo? Uh, whatever that means, besides Carol Channing dressed up as a slutty revolutionary war, the, the slutty version of George Washington. I don't know what she was. <laughs> well, I feel like I was playing charades in a different language with this movie the entire time. <laughs> well, at one point she was dressed as a vinyl canary. Yeah, 
That's true. <laughs> I didn't know that vinyl could wrap around someone, but apparently it can. Well, it was the 60s, I guess. Um, that's their explanation for Did it. Somebody explain to me the, the what's the, the, the daughter's... Uh, the daughter's bloomers throughout the entire first and second half, first half of the second act of the movie. <laughs> it's straight up bloomers on. What is happening right now? <laughs> well, I, I think that's a question that's asked mostly throughout the course of the entire film is what is happening right now? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I <clears throat> didn't know what was happening. I finally kind of, figured it out at the end even though it it really makes no sense no like the it is it is nonsensical this movie at all like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense the the it's two movies and neither of them are good so that's where we are <laughs> i think you need to see it again no, I don't, Chris. Thank you. Thank you, producer Chris. I think I'll skip it. To really get the full idea of what they're trying to convey to you. What is it? What is it, producer Chris? What are they trying oh, to convey to me? They're, what they're trying to convey is that between the one and three, there is a two. Yeah, thank you for that, too, Carol. <laughs> in your, your final musical number for no reason. <laughs> has at least two musical numbers, two full musical numbers in it. Is that, are, well, actually three if you include the closing credits. Yeah, I, do, I, I don't because, you know, nobody is, I mean, three few, two, at least two full, all singing, all dancing uh, musical <laughs> numbers with cast members singing and dancing. Like, two of them. <laughs> In this movie, apropos of the movie is not a musical, as far as I know. Yeah, it does. It does not take place in a musical setting that would allow for a mus for a musical numbers to take place. You know, we're not talking about the jazz singer, the star is born here. We're talking about <laughs> apropos of literally nothing. Hey, Roy. Yeah. I think we have to stop the show and restart it. Andy is broken and must be reset. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. Chris wasn't here when we did. Uh, uh, dedicate, was he? No. <laughs> and I really lost my mind. Oh, I'm always there in the shadows, bitch. <laughs> when I lost my mind for 15 minutes about the concept of time. Uh, <laughs> time is a construct, which, by the way, this movie doesn't have either. No. So, I, all I know is that somebody wants to kiss another man um... There's a balloon. There's apparently a lot of LSD. <laughs> so you could you could tell everyone was on the LSD while then at one point in this movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Frank Gorshin was high as balls. <laughs> <laughs> it almost have to be. So so is Burgess Meredith. I But I Frank Gorshin was high as balls every time you saw him. There was no time in this movie that Gorshin was not high as balls. <laughs> 
Uh, Carol Channing was uh, during the, the the seduction of Frankie Avalon scene. Oh God! You know what's funny is I forgot Frankie Avalon was in this movie and went through half of the movie going, "That little shit looks like Frankie Avalon." <laughs> <laughs> was it the mustache? <laughs> I think the mustache threw me. Keep in mind, I think I express, I think I told you this in part one. Um, I did. I appeared as Frankie Avalon at least four times on various stages as the Teen Angel from Greece. <laughs> I feel. I feel. I literally walked in Frankie Avalon's shoes. Um, didn't realize I was taller than Frankie Avalon until this evening. So good to know. <laughs> No, you're crushing the velvet. God, and that the the matching father and son orange uh, dry fit t shirts <laughs> and suit pants that they wore. Okay, okay, just exactly how believable was it that Caesar Romero and Frankie Avalon were playing father and son? Right, right. <laughs> Sadly enough, it's the most believable thing in this movie. <laughs> I hate you both. Just want you to know that. I, well, I not, not as much as some of the things we've watched, because this was not offensive uh, as much as it was just painful to watch. Just just hard, just hard to watch. So, so how how painful was it uh, to have Mickey Rooney stare at you straight into the camera and say the words, why do you want to kiss me? Straight down the barrel of the camera. <laughs> um, while, while lounging back in his uh, recliner chair that's in his prison cell that apparently, it, apparently it must be like the, the, the special section in Oz where people get special treatment where he's oh, at. Sure. <laughs> Because he's got like a television, he's got a recliner, he's got a safe, he's got the stock market ticker, you name it. Oh, that's that's the, I mean, that's the standard fare when you're, uh, I don't even know, like, here's the, so here's the thing, right? Oh God, you're so broken. <laughs> like, there's two movies, there's two movies here. Like, I know that there's this mafia movie happening. This mm -hmm. mafia comedy happening, right? That's only missing Dom DeLuise. That's all that's missing. <laughs> I know that that's happening. And then there's this hippie movie happening. And they try to put them together and it just doesn't work. But if it was just the mafia movie, I probably would have been much more into it. Because I would have known why Mickey Rooney was so powerful. Like, that he gets all this stuff, because it's only half of a mafia movie, yeah. we do not get any of that. We just know that he's confused. He's confused that he's in a movie, mm -hmm. I think is what it really is. There's really no indication as to why they have to kill him. Yeah. Uh, or, sorry, kiss him. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, Jackie Gleason has to go undercover in the prison to kiss, kill him. Um, and he's not, he's undercover with, with a, a very bald Austin Pendleton who uh, honestly, with, with the shaved head that he had in the movie, Austin Pendleton looked like, um, a character out of the wind in the willows, actually. <laughs> um, I was going to go, I was going to say one flew the cuckoo's nest, but yeah, that works too. <laughs> 
Um, but Cassio Betty's was in there too. That was like the triumvirate. Yes. <laughs> but man, just everybody was high as hell. Even Groucho Marx. Frank Gorshin. I just, I can't enough. Frank Gorshin is a, of everybody that was in this cast, as far as pure acting ability goes, if you watched any of Frank Gorshin's stuff that isn't Batman or this, like, he is a stellar stage performer. Mm-hmm. Just, like, like true stage performer and true actor. The scene where he's explaining to... Um, to uh, Gleason about what's going on and he's talking through his teeth and his eyes are just bloodshot and dilated and he's just talking through his teeth the whole time and it's just like you are high as you are chewing your own teeth right now he's rolling yes (laughs) you are rolling ass delivering lines to Jackie Gleason in an auto Brimager movie, what the hell is this thing we're watching right now? Ah, <laughs> uh, so um, there—I mean, there are many what the fuck moments throughout this entire movie. Um, uh, well, um, Groucho Marx's girlfriend might as well have yeah. just been naked in this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, Grace Jones. Yeah, yes. Grace Jones might have been naked. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she might as well have just been naked. I'm just like, why are you bothering with the clothes? Just, you know, why? Why? And I... It's... Uh, it's very unnerving to see the grease paint mustache in color on a very yeah. old Groucho Marx face. Yeah. Well, it... You know, the thing that unnerved me <laughs> the most was the little girl. Did, did you, Oh, yeah. Just the little... In the hippie commune, there's one little girl that hangs out and just apparently answers the phone. Yes. That's her job. Because um, she's the only one who's not high to coherently talk enough on the phone. But I will say this for this, this movie. Um, thank God it gave... An adult Crispin Glover, a star in <laughs> I don't know where they found that other long hair hippie guy, but that was Crispin Glover. You will never convince me otherwise. I don't care. <laughs> find a picture of him and put it up because that is that is straight up Crispin Glover. That has to be. Is that his dad? I don't know, but. <laughs> So Carol Channing's nipples. Yeah. I, I wasn't exaggerating, was I? No. No. Well, there's also a scene before it where Jackie Gleason gets the call that he has to go to the prison. Yeah. Where Carol Channing's all all tied up in bed and her ass is hanging out of the bed. <laughs> like half an ass is just hanging. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And I wrote you and I said, since when are we trying to make Carol Channing a, like a like a – like a sexy bombshell lady. I didn't think that was ever her thing. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But here she well, here's, they here's she told is. Auto Primitor who had a you know some sort of pine or teak or something for her. <laughs> oh, I'm serving you sexy cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my lordy! Yeah, they for some reason thought it was a good idea to make her like this, the sex bomb in the film, and what, what it doesn't I, work. No, when I think Carol Channing, I don't think sex bomb. Oh I, come on! You're not using your imagination. And, and I mean, not only is she a sex bomb, we we learn through the magic of an LSD trip that she truly is a hoe in this movie. Yeah, uh, and um. You know, I it's just and the let's get to let's go. I mean, Carol Channing's nipples are seen in this film. That's all we need to say about that. Um, ass and titties, ass, ass, and, ass and titties. <laughs> Carol Channing's ass and titties, ass, ass and titties. Carol Channing, ash and titties, ash, ash and titties. Raspberries. My titties are between the one and the two, and this could do. <laughs> Well, at least now we have an answer as what the hell raspberries means from Thermomod Millie. It's her nipples. It's her nipples, yeah. They were raspberries. Good. Yeah. Her hard, hurt, Todd raspberry nipples. <laughs> that pucker at Jackie Gleason's touch. And Frankie Avalon's. And, and, Frankie, and Frankie Avalon's. And uh, apparently every guy in the movie... Um, including what's his face, the the turtle looking guy who got killed in the car wash. Yeah, what was that like? This is a, this is supposed to be a comedy, and I look up at the screen, and a guy takes one to the dome in a car wash. <laughs> and then he comes back later, and he's just like, you know what? I actually realized that I my I, my, my, I look like your daughter. <laughs> what is happening with this movie? So. Austin Pendleton's character, while they're in the prison, apparently he snuck in a bunch of LSD. Yeah, on, shitty prison break. Yeah, <laughs> on stationary paper um, and envelopes. And so when Jackie Gleason writes a note to, um, I guess it's either Hetchy or God, uh, I can't remember, it's one of the two, to let them know that it's going to take a little bit longer to um, kiss, kill uh, Mickey Rooney, he goes and licks the envelope. And Austin Pendleton's like, oh my god, you just took too much LSD. I've <laughs> heard about that on the news, have you, Jackie Gleason? Yeah. And then, as you put it, the Sid and Marty Croft began. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> yeah, that, that acid trip that he went through in that movie. I, I, I don't think I want to see the scene with the eyeballs coming through the bed on the big screen, because that's just disturbing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not into that. <laughs> a little bit. And then you got, uh, Mickey, then you got Mickey Rooney dancing and singing with money bags, and then you've got him, you know, during his LSD trip, demanding to know who is the real father of his daughter, and everyone. Yeah, he's having, he's having all kinds of, <laughs> he's having all kinds of epiphanies while he's high as hell and mathematics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being done out in machine gun bullets, apparently. Um, I mean, that's, I'm, you know, that's the, that's really the uh, schoolhouse rock moment of this <laughs> film. That's how, that's how the kids learn the, the math. But yeah, they're cutting to like every single guy that he knows, and they're all it, during his, his, um, his LSD trip, and they're all denying it. So finally, he calls forward. The power of Ho Carol Channing, who's wearing nothing but a feather boa at this point. 
And she's all going, cool. Oh, oh, could you repeat the question? Being trying to be all like Mae Westy. Yeah. And he's like, where were you the night of? And for some reason it goes silent. So I'm like, okay, what were we not allowed to hear? It's like, where were you the night that I stuck it in you? I mean, what, what, what was it that he asked? And then she's just like, oh, I was with you, snooky, woogie, 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 woogie. And like, no, stop it. Stop it. And then it was hard to watch. (laughs) And then she claims that the child is his because of the fact that his daughter has his ears. His ears, yes. And And he starts running around going, she has my ears. And then then suddenly... um, turtle guy who gets killed in the car wash tells him, no, actually, I'm the father. <laughs> and, then, and then Jackie Gleason starts flipping out and, and starts talking about how he wants a flower. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 the, it's the perfect representation of an acid trip, isn't it? <laughs> yes. And so when he finally comes down off of it and he realizes, you know what, I'm sick of this shit. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, The way they break out of prison is that they get the brilliant idea of taking the stationery, getting it wet, and mixing it with the industrial-sized vat of mashed potatoes. Right. Since, Since apparently that's what the mashed potatoes taste like. And gets the entire prison high. On Not just the prison, a visiting senator and the warden who once a month eats with the inmates. Yes. And <laughs> and some of the guards as well. Um, God, this, this the scene with Burgess Meredith talking about his plans for the prison with the senator. Oh, yeah. Come I mean, elaborate on that, will you? Okay, so, we, so as you mentioned to me with Frank Gorshin when he's screaming about how he sees an angel... He's all faying out all over the place. Burgess <laughs> Meredith is sitting there like Truman Capote after smoking 10 packs of cigarettes going, I'm going to have interpretive dance and jazz lessons and starts doing all these things with his hands. Then basically he's voguing while sitting there with Peter Lawford. There's a fair amount of voguing in this movie, by the way. <laughs> He's voguing while talking to Peter Lawford, who played senator. And the senator's like, yeah, I'm going to put everybody together. Democrat with Democrat. Republican with Republican. Christian with Christian. And then then all of a sudden, Burgess Meredith does this thing with his hand where he, like, does this Ed Grimley move on his head. Asked, I don't even remember what he asked him. All I just remembered was him all of a sudden becoming Ed Grimley at one point. I can't. I couldn't keep up with the insane choices that were being made in this film. I would have loved to have been able to, but I couldn't. And then, and then um, we got to see the the nineteen sixty nine Green Bay Packers naked. We did, which you did not warn me that they were naked. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> you told me they were in the movie. And then I look up and, you know, they're moving these the, right before a musical number that happens about trash. 
literal trash. Um, the warden sees a naked or the 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 guard who I think is um oh damn it who is it um who's that guard because Henry Nielsen's one of the guards yeah and then the other guard is like it's another big name celebrity and I can't remember yeah it's who another it is. big name celebrity and um he just sees a bunch of naked football players. <laughs> What is happening in this movie, though? <laughs> and, and then we get the musical number about flying in the trash cans. We do. We do. But that's nothing compared to the musical number we get when they're invading God's boat. Uh, just, yeah, it's not. <laughs> so for those who are wondering what we mean by God is Groucho Marx plays a character named God, and God is the nickname of the leader of this whole... Um, gangster family thing they call him god and i was like for sure all of these nicknames are going to mean something nope like they're metaphors for something no they're not, they're not. i don't i don't it, it, you have to go real deep if it is and so yeah so here's here is the trash can brigade dropping down on the boat and then at the same time here comes carol channing dressed as napoleon bonaparte <laughs> with a long blonde wig and the army of hippies to not only invade the boat, but to sing the title song, Skidoo. Right, which we hadn't heard yet. And apropos, she's singing this song apropos of literally nothing. Yeah. And like, there there has been no mention of Skidoo. Or, or what Skidoo means or anything. Or anything in the movie. So there would be no reason... For her to just start singing a song about Skidoo. She was just being Carol Channing at that point, especially when she's spreading her arms out and trying to do that bird flap move that she likes to do when she gets into that aerobesque shit. That and she's also not a great singer. <laughs> like, she's a, a, she is a comedic actor. She's a great comedic... Let's say she's a great comedic singer. Uh-huh. But she's not a great serious singer, and they 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 put it up there as if she was, mm -hmm. and it's not. She although she did at one point go all Stevie Nicks when she's sitting in the massage chair and she's singing and she's going Sk at one point. <laughs> she did. She did. And how dare you invoke the name of Stevie <laughs> in a less than perfect way. <laughs> and the part where you completely lost it was when she started scatting. Oh, no, you do not. Yeah, no, what? Why? Why? Why do you scat? It's, That's yeah. not necessary. <laughs> and she's doing her Carol Channing moves while she's scatting. Her... her it's like you couldn't think her smile could get any bigger, but it does. It, it makes the Joker's smile look tiny at one point. And I'm just like, why are you Why are you scatting? Who said it was okay? And and she just start scatting for no reason. And she's doing this to Jackie Gleason's character while he's hunting down for God. And I just loved the. I mean, when it's taken out of context. When you have Carol Channing jumping around doing her scatting and suddenly you have <laughs> Jackie Gleason charging up to her going, where's God? 
know, <laughs> when it's taken out of context, it has an entirely different meaning. He's just yelling and screaming at hippies. <laughs> Where's God? Where's God? It's like he's crying for help at you know, that point. Yeah. This film will make you ask, where is God? Yes. It will. And there's no answers there. No. no. <clears throat> see, you see, Skidoo is the movie you get when John Waters directs a Muppet film. <laughs> I wish that were true, because if it were, this film would be fantastic. But that's not what this is. No, and I, I wish. And at the was. end, we get Groucho Marx trying to run away, uh, dressed up as Mother Teresa, um, smoking a joint, commenting how it tastes like pumpkin. And right. Then all of a sudden, we get the voice of Otto Preminger saying, You are not allowed to leave the theater until <laughs> you listen to this song during the closing credits. And then Harry Nielsen, Nielsen sings the closing credits for us. Which was the best part of the movie. <laughs> okay, do you want some really weird creepiness right now? What? I went to Urban Dictionary to look up what skidoo means. What is it? Oh, that's not the creepy part. There's a description at the bottom of the page is an advertisement. God has a message for you. Oh, oh no. God. No. They're listening. At least we have one listener. That's good. <laughs> So the question I have for you on Skidoo is compared to Dot and the Kangaroo and riding the bus with my sister, where would you play Skidoo? It's above those. Because again, <laughs> it's not offensive. Like those movies were straight up offensive. Uh, Tiny Town, Bus with My Sister, Dot and the Kangaroo. Um, hope she's safe. Um <laughs> Those movies were 100% offensive films. Like those were those were hard to watch because of the fact that they are offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie wasn't offensive; it just was bad. Yeah. So that's all. That's all I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. I, I go for it. Watch it. You know. <laughs> um, if you want to, I guess. If you're a fan of uh, the 66 Batman TV series, um, but like something that makes less sense, please watch this film. <laughs> and we, we haven't even talked about uh, about um, what's his face um, Jaws yet. Uh, Jaws was the best part of this movie. <laughs> running like, around claiming everybody was his girlfriend, and when he realizes yeah. it wasn't her, he like tosses him to the side like a rag doll. I mean, he. he he plays himself, you know, and God bless him for it because you really need that. You need if you don't you don't get Jaws in the film unless you want him just to be Jaws, you know. And he was, and he picked people up and he threw them around, and he he did his he did his Jaws best. So big big round of applause for Jaws wearing the the weird armbands and hats, which are red. So, watching it now, watch these guys run around in red ball caps and armbands, I'm like, oh, white nationalists, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) Ah, So, we can finally put Skidoo to rest. Thank God. (laughs) It was a bad movie. (laughs) 
again, not offensive. Like it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't want, you know, it, it has nothing to do with, um, with the fact that, you know, it was a gross movie in any way besides Carol Channing's nibs, <laughs> but it was just, it was just a bad movie. Yeah. That's all. But but would you recommend people ch- at least checking it out once in their I mean, life? I did. So suckers, go watch it. <laughs> you know where it is. It's available for free right now on YouTube. So, uh, and it's the restored version. So you really see Carol Channing's nipples. Um, I've done this shit twice. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you ready for the announcement for February's film? Hashtag Looper Kristen Glover. Yes. <laughs> so before we get to that film, I uh, just want to make the official announcement that we are going to be at AllCon. Um, I found out that we're going to be recording in the Addison Theater for our episode. instead. So we're, we're going from a rinky-dink room to one of the biggest rooms at AllCon. Um, I guess they thought that we were also having a video presentation while doing it. And I'm like, no, we're just going to sit there talking about Canon pictures. Uh, so, um, but yeah, we'll be recording the March, March. We will not be doing a movie because we'll be recording live from Alcon. Um, and at that point, that's when I will reveal the next movie to Andy, and I think Andy's going to be very happy when he finally announces what we're finally going to be watching for our April movie. Um, you'll probably do a backflip. Better be what I think it is. <laughs> um, From Justin to Kelly. Oh, no. Um, sure, let's do it. <laughs> so for our February movie, we're going to go for the first time ever to Disney+. Plus. I mean, they gave us a lot to choose from yes, for they this did. show. Yes, they did. And so I'm, I'm scavenging around Disney Plus looking for something to do for our first Disney Plus movie. God knows there's plenty of choices on there. And then I came across one that turns 40 years old this year. Okay. Um, came out in 1980. Uh, boy, boy, oh boy, is it offensive. Um... <laughs> um and um, it is. It features actually a beloved character of Disney lore itself. And All right. As as you know, February is the month of Valentine's Day, and with Valentine's Day, there is love. And when we think of love, there is the love bug, and with the love bug, there is Herbie. Sure. And 40 years ago, a Herbie movie came out that not only was the, uh, up until um, Lindsay Lohan, was not only the the biggest flop in the entire franchise, but also the most offensive of the entire franchise. So we are going to watch the Cloris Leachman, Harvey Corman starring Herbie Goes Bananas. Oh, Lord. All right. <laughs> Set in Mexico, or at least... I'm sure I have seen this at some point, but I li- I do not remember it. Well, just... Even a little bit. Just remember, it's set in Mexico. And... Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and this was... This, this is Disney 1980 before the PC police came around to okay. tell... To tell Disney... What you should not do 
when you're making a movie set in Mexico. Uh, all right. <laughs> so all that, right. that is our next film. I remember this film, and I was t- I was nine, ten years old when this came out in 1980. And I remember I went with my mom to see this, and I walked out of this movie to go to the bathroom, quote, to sneak into the Gary Coleman movie next week. <laughs> the Million Dollar Kid. Wow. Yeah. So I, mean, you, I think that was it. So you, so you left a Herbie movie... To go watch a Gary, Gary Coleman. Coleman movie on purpose. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. A, that's impressive. I'm telling you. Um, but um, yeah, the, the 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 cast is very simple for um, for Herbie Goes Bananas. It does, it stars Cloris Leachman. Uh, stars Harvey Corman. Do we see your nipples? No, we don't. Thank God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, we can see Harvey Corman. Oh God, no, we don't. Um, so we have we, we have Cloris Leachman, we have Harry Corman, Cor- uh, we have Charles Martin Smith. Um, we of course have Herbie, the love bug. Is he his nipples? <laughs> this little Mexican child boy. Set him free in twenty twenty. We have a bullfighting scene. Sure, we do. Uh, we have a Mexican drug cartel chasing Herbie at one point. Nice. <laughs> so, um, so, so Scarface, yeah, pretty much. So the the these elements is why I chose Herbie Goes Bananas. I was like, wow, a Disney movie with a drug cartel. Okay, um, why not? Why not? <laughs> we almost got the cat from outer space, but I thought that was a little too tame for this show. Pretty tame, yeah. It's pretty tame. I thought I, I, that's more of a of a, a palate cleanser type movie. I think the two I almost went with were uh, the Cat from Outer Space and Gus were the two that I almost went with. We need to watch the one about the the basketball the basketball one. We also need to watch the one about uh, what was it, uh, Samson and the Rock Star or whatever it is the the one about the rock star who makes friends with the tiger on an island. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> uh, we also need to watch the one um, where it's King Arthur's court, but he goes back in time with a robot. Unidentified flying oddball. I almost chose yep. that one too. I actually we almost chose do, that we one. We need to watch that one at some point too. We also need to uh, watch the true life uh, documentary where um, they were discovered to purposely throw the lemmings off of the cliff in a mass You mean Milo and Otis? Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff on Disney Plus that we're going to be exploring in the future. and um, But, uh, I mean, we're going to be going to a lot of streaming services, but we're going to do Disney Plus now. And then in April, just to give you a hint to the movie, uh, Mr. Mr. Farmer, we'll be going to Amazon Prime. Yes, we will! <laughs> oh, God, you guys... You guys, you're you're teasing me, and if you're teasing me the way I think you are, you're going to be so happy. You're going to be so happy. It is the apex. It is the apex. It is a Rubicon. You cannot come back. Once you cross it, you cannot come back. You will never, ever forget. It will live with you. And then I think after that movie, we'll need to do a palate cleanser again. <laughs> so... Uh, We'll have to do a palate cleanser that soon. So, uh, oh, it's so good! It's so good! <laughs> so good! 
All right, gang. So if you want information on Alcon, um, just go to Alcon.org. Um, I believe that there is a hyphen between the all and the con. If not, you yeah. can just Google Alcon. Um, it's a great run. You'll get to see us live. Um, you'll uh, get to see not, us, not only us record the show live, but you'll get to see us do game shows and video panels and all sorts of fun. Um, got lots of stuff planned. I'm hoping that one of my panels is not up against onliners again so I could participate in that because that was a lot of fun. Um, any chance to do a dicks out for Harambe joke, I'm there. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I can't wait. Um, it's going to be a fun year this year. And we get to talk about uh, Canon Pictures this time, which is, I got to tell you, putting together the video uh, for it was hard because it's so hard to cram so much quote-unquote good stuff from Canon Pictures in just 45 minutes. Um, I mean, especially since you have to hit, like, the actual, like, big parts. Like, you have to hit Masters of the Universe. You have to hit Superman 4. You have to hit Charles uh, Bronson. I mean, yeah, uh, well, I couldn't get Charles Bronson in there as much as I wanted to. But you have to hit Chuck Norris because we wouldn't have Chuck Norris the way he is today if it wasn't for Canon Pictures. And, um, yeah, it was just, I'm like, oh God, this is a hard one to put together. That was the hardest one to put together out of all of them was the one for Canon. Uh, it'll be great. Yeah. All righty gang. Well, thank you so much for surviving. If if anybody out there did watch Skidoo, um, you have our condolences. Um, (laughs) and, um, we're glad that you survived. Oh honey, anyone who watched this film has not come back. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang. Until next time, we will talk to you later.